It's the most terrible thing ever, Wade. You don't understand. It's awful. It's the worst. My environment's terrible. Today's process is this. Stop calling your job a prison. Sit back, relax. Let's light the lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. There are monsters and bandits here, but if you are stuck in your nine to five and you want to grow or start a new business, this is the place for you. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Those of you who are trapped in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on paper, on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. Let's remove our glasses here for a second because they're distracting even me, and I have to wear them. They must distract you. So let us go back in time. Let's say that I, so I'm married right now. I've got two beautiful kids, Madeline four, Luke two. My wife and I have been together for 12 years, uh, married for eight. It took me four years to marry her because I was a moron. Should have married her the second day I met her. She might have said no then, but she definitely would have said yes sooner than the three years it took me to propose. So that one's for free. Uh, don't wait four years if you can help it. <laughs> um, probably still paying the price for that one. But let's say before I met my wife that uh, in my life, starting from the time that I was in high school to uh, the time that, let's see, uh, 12 years. So I met my wife when I was 36. I'm Ron Burgundy. So let's say from the time that I was 35, from the time I was high, in high school, let's say I started dating, maybe I was like 16 or 17, starting having girlfriends, going on dates to 35. So that's, let's say 20 years. For that 20 year period, um, where I was dating people, I would every once every once in a while, not every time, but every once in a while, I would get a girlfriend, and then I would say after a while, I would say something to the effect of, you know, I don't really want to be dating this person, but I don't know how to get out of the relationship. Have you ever done that? Have you ever? No, not you. Of course not you. In your life, you're like, man, I really kind of want to break up with this person. Um, and this is a lot of this is before texts and like people could actually have like a hard time getting hold of you because there was just like a telephone, right? Like cell phones didn't come in until I don't think I had a cell phone until like, I don't know, way after college, right? Law school after law school. Anyway, whatever. So uh, it was difficult for people, you know, like like you could actually like when you would ghost somebody, you would really ghost them. Like you could actually like move your move to where you lived and they could not find you. Um, but. Anyway, so like, and and I'm not proud of this at all. I mean, because it's very immature, and I'm kind of immature now sometimes. But like, I was really immature for like a really long time. Uh, kids will mature you up pretty fast. Um, pretty fast. Kids will mature you up. Uh, get yourself a couple a couple vices that go way out of control. That'll mature you up too. Typically, after paying some of those consequences. And, uh, but anyway, so I, I get this, like, let's say I had a girlfriend, let's say I was dating her and I'd like be complaining to my friends and I'd be like, man, you know, I like her. She's like a really nice person. Um, I just don't think we're a good fit and I don't know what to do. And, and then all my immature friends would be like, well, maybe you should give it a try, whatever. And nobody ever really said, well, why don't you just break up with her? And, uh, so then I would invent sort of like a, you know, like it would, I would invent some weird way where it was her fault or something so stupid and immature and, and then we would break up, right? So I apologize to if you're listening to this and we've ever dated and that happened. I just, you know, it's 
not a bad person, just an immature person. What does this have to do with anything? Well, I hear a lot of people talk about I'm in this job, you know, I'm in my nine to five and I'm trapped in my nine to five and I'm, and they call it a prison. Like, right? And and this is not only not true, but it's childish for a couple different reasons. So let's take level number one, like the actual language level of a prison is somewhere where you are forced to go against your will. You cannot leave because you are physically restrained from doing so. And typically you have an end date to look forward to that's far away. Uh, none of those things apply to a job, to a nine to five. You are there voluntarily. You agree to work for a wage and they pay you that wage and you do that work. It's your fault that you're there. So that's number one. So just from a, a word level, it's false. Um, you see a lot of words thrown around in the political discourse right now that are extremely uh, hyperbolic and the rhetoric is really high on both sides. And uh, it's, it's actually not good for the discussion because th- there are very powerful words that have certain meanings. And then you when you apply them to things that they don't apply to, it gives more power to those things you're applying them to, not less. Um, that was for free. Different different podcast. But the words are very powerful. How you define them, how you use them, whatever. All right. So then that's number one. Number So that's the word level itself. Okay. Number two is the problem with that is that you actually give all of your power away to effectively your boss. Right? Like you say to yourself, I'm stuck here. I can't get out. And the reason why I can't get out is... It has to be your boss because your boss is the person that's treating you a certain way. Your boss is the person who is um, paying you the wage. Your boss isn't doing what you want them to do. So it's their fault that you're stuck there. And what this does is it gives away all of your agency and your dignity of choice and all of your power to another person. Um, I don't recommend that you do that because it's really hard to get out of a situation that you don't like if you give all of your power away. So you are 100% responsible. First of all, it's not as bad as you think it is because it's not a prison, so don't use that word. It's number one. Second of all, it's not a, it's, it's you give all of your power away, so don't do that because how are you going to get out of the situation that you're in um, if you give all of your power away? And I talked about this yesterday in terms of your job is your most powerful asset that you have. It pays your bills right now. I bet you that if I came in right now and fired your ass from your job, just said you're fired, right? And you didn't have, like all of a sudden out of nowhere, uh, your whole life would change. You'd be extremely stressed out. You'd be like, man, I wish I had that job back, you know, like, so that at least I can pay my bills right now. Like, so if you don't, typically people don't have a year's worth of money in the bank. You should, typically people don't. Typically people have like a month's worth of money, months worth of money in the bank. And uh, that's just like an issue. So if I was to come in and fire, like imagine right now, if you were to get fired, how would you feel? You'd be like, man, I wish I had that job back because I've been fired from a job. Okay, so and when I got fired from that job, I was like, like I was like, oh, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. I hated that job. And then the next day, I was like, hmm, hmm, what am I gonna do now? Right? And it was very stressful because I was not very fiscally responsible back then. I'm more fiscally responsible now, not as much as I should be, but I was not very fiscally responsible back then. So you actually like your job is your biggest asset that you have right now. Just from uh, like taking care of the bills, taking care of the back of the cabbage, the business. And so I got a piece of ice in my mouth. I don't know why. I can't, I can't get it out now. It's stuck in, it's like stuck in a, between my, there we go. All right, melted. So your, your job is your biggest asset right now. So when you call it a prison, you devalue your job. And then that's the third thing is you devalue your job. 
like you don't give it the credit that it's due. There, not only does it pay your bills, but there are big time lessons that you can learn from your job. It gives you the capability of increasing your skills. Well, someone else pays you to increase your skills if you do it on paper on purpose. If you use from the side learning, get out of your commerce consciousness because you can't you can't solve a problem with the consciousness that created it, right? And so you know, you're actually your job has a lot of good qualities to it. And if you would just, and then the fourth thing is to stop being a little kid. Stop being immature. All right, you want to be a big boy and start a business? You got to act like it. Stop it. Stop being a little immature kid. Immature kids are like, I can't do anything. It's a prison. I don't know what I'm going to do. Stop it. You can be a head of a household. You can pay all the bills. You can have a job. You can be 40 years old and you can still be a little kid. Knock it off. All right? It's on you. There's no one coming to save you. That you have to save yourself. And it's not even really this whole thing about salvation and saving and all of that with regards to like your work. You don't need to be saved. That's not a you're not you're not you're not you know you're not being tormented. If you were being tortured, then yeah, you need to be saved from being tortured if against your will, but you're not. So stop this at that your business that you're gonna create a business that's gonna fix everything because you're gonna be saved. No. You don't need to be saved. You're not in prison. You're just working for somebody else right now with something that's actually a big time asset that you can use to change your life. It's the, the immaturity of, of calling your job a prison and say, oh, this sucks and complaining. And the reason why I know that is because I did it. And I like, I personally can see how immature I was. And I'm sure, listen, I'm the, I'm the first one to say this. I guarantee you that in all of my jobs, I was probably more immature in certain ways than you in my mindset about them. So this isn't something where I'm like calling you a name condescendingly. I'm just telling you as someone who was probably one of the more immature people you'll ever meet back in the day. Uh, I know what it's like and I know the immaturity level it takes. So stop it. A little tough love today. I'm almost talking to myself of like 20 years ago. Like, knock it off. But I was a farm boy from North Dakota. No one told me anything. But I didn't seek anything out. I probably wouldn't have listened to anything. Another way that I was immature. I'm going to do a live Facebook live today on my Facebook. Wade Skalski, S-K-A-L-S-K-Y. Ask to be my friend. We'll be friends. Um, talking about um, being situationally possessed and ideologically possessed and what the difference is. Because uh, you're... You're allowing yourself to be situationally possessed by a situation that doesn't need to be situationally possessing you. If you were to just put on your big boy pants and just be like, all right, what do I got to do? I got to get to work. No, no one's coming. It's not like it's not like Lord of the Rings. Winter's coming. No one's coming, my friend. So those are the four things. Language is important. Be precise. Don't be immature. Your job is your biggest asset. There's another one in there that I'm forgetting. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't look at my notes. So I'm not going to, but you heard them. So what I want you to do is I want you to take out your uh, your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, for the love of God, go buy yourself a journal. But for right now, take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade. And what I want you to do is write down, how do I describe my work? And if it has the words trapped, prison, sucks, anything, just write down, stop being immature, period. Full stop as they say in politics, full stop. <laughs> stop being immature. You owe it to your future self to get your act together. And let's let's rock and roll on this thing. Don't give your power away. 
That's the third one. Don't give your power away. You've got plenty of power to fix this. And there's a path to do so. And just remember, there is no end if you stay on the path to understanding. If you are listening to this podcast and you are an online entrepreneur, I know exactly what it feels like to be you because I am one. I know what it's like to know that you are smart and work your ass off, but always feel like you cannot get traction. I know what it feels like to have your spouse support you outwardly, but on the inside, they're saying to themselves, is this going to work? And I know that you want to create something in business, but you always end up chasing the same dollar over and over. Or maybe you want to create something in the arts, but you feel like you shouldn't play there. So you wander in the forest, stuck in the understory. I spent over 40 years there fighting the same monsters and bandits over and over. And when I discovered that if you learn what the understory is and you start to go there on purpose, you can find a clearing where you have clarity and power in your commerce, connections, and creations. You handle the forest like a badass ranger with the proper mindsets and skill sets that you need. Not once chosen for you by some guru or your parents, but chosen by you on paper on purpose. We can walk the understory together, but I cannot find you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. Subscribe to my email list at understorylawyer.simplecast.com. Let's find your clearing together, a place free of entanglements, a place with a bedrock foundation, and a place where you set the boundaries, not anyone else.